Happy Advent, friends. This episode is sponsored by Leanne Bowen Fine Art. Leanne Bowen is a Catholic artist who strives to make beautiful things that radiate Christ's love. Check out her work for images of the sacred, immaculate, and most chaste hearts, portraits of the saints, and images from prayer. She makes beautiful wedding and sacrament cards as well as Christmas cards. She also has great stocking stuffers like vinyl stickers, magnets, and pins. If you're looking for a truly beautiful and unique gift to put under the tree this year, visit www.leannebowen.com. That's www.leannebowen.com. She's offering 15% off to all of our listeners through January 1st with the code ABIDE15. God bless you. And welcome to season eight of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and each and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and sharing all kinds of things together. Our walk with Jesus, our insights, the lessons we are still learning, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. You can find out more information about all of our episodes at abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. And welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast, and welcome to week two of our Advent series. Uh, last week, we talked about Mary's fiat, and this week, we're going to talk about Mary's womb, which is, no pun intended, literally pregnant with such beauty. I cannot wait to delve into this with y'all. So before we do that, Michelle and Heather, I just want to say for all our listeners, that we're recording this in the afternoon, and Michelle, our Heather, is not up at the crack of dawn. And so it's just delightful to see you hydrated and after lunch. I mean, good morning, <laughs> or I guess before lunch. <laughs> yes, my hair is done. Um, my eyes are wide open. I am ready for it. Let's go. Good to see you girls. Oh, good it's you. good to see you too. Oh, I yeah. miss you guys. Can I just say that? This mm-hmm, border thing mm-hmm. is really cramping my style up here. I know, really. So yeah. everything is just... You know, it's just bringing them in the holiness out of each and every one of us. And just when we think we can't grow anymore like, oh, girl, in holiness, yes, we're like, oh, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Yes, Michelle's you can. almost like, you know, mm-hmm. missing mm-hmm. hugging me. Almost. 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 Quite, almost. almost. We were just talking about yeah. before we started recording <laughs> so. that at Heather or Michelle at your house, you have a pile of stuff for Heather whenever either A, the borders open or B, I guess they're ever reunited and it feels so good. You know, like whenever it's that's Christmas. <laughs> Chris is like, what is all this stuff in our office? This like in our closet in our office. I'm like, oh, that's Heather's pile, like of things that she has. You know, <laughs> sister gets care packages weekly for me, but Heather has a whole pile. So Yay. yes, we're southern. But friends. anyway, you know, and welcome to the north, there. Welcome mm-hmm. to the north, Miss Heather. So uh, let's just dive in. This is such a beautiful, beautiful topic, and we have a couple quotes from you. One, one from Archbishop Fulton Sheen, but one from Carol Houslander. And I can't remember if we talked about it last Advent, but. If you want a good book to read during Advent, and it's not too late to even pick it up, it's a small book, but it is packed with just wisdom, I would highly recommend, we would all recommend The Read of God. Can we just give an amen to The Read of God, ladies? Oh my gosh. Yes. It is is beautiful. So good. It's just piercingly, piercingly beautiful. And so we're just going to pull the first quote from Bishop Fulton Sheen, and then we'll pull one from uh, Carol Houslander, and we'll dive in. So we're talking about the garden of Mary's womb, like the Mary's womb where Jesus is conceived, where the Holy Spirit comes as a spouse to, to make Christ literally present. And Bishop Fulton Sheen said this, when the angel appeared to Mary, 
God was announcing this love for the new humanity. It was the beginning of a new earth, and Mary became a flesh gift paradise to be gardened by the new Adam. As in the first garden, Eve brought destruction. So in the garden of her womb, Mary would now bring redemption. So I'm just actually, I'm just going to stop right there. So Heather, for you, as we dive into this and that just the beautiful reality of her womb and the new humanity and the garden. What what stirs to your mind as we talk about those things? You know, I, I'm having a couple of thoughts right now. Even before you started reading that, I thought, you know, I know that there's people, some people are listening right now. They're like, yes, can't wait to dive in. I love Our Lady. They're ready to go. There's other people who are like, uh, I don't really like this topic. I don't really want to talk about it. And so I just want to speak to those of you who are hesitating right now. And you're like, I don't feel very comfortable with Mary. And I just want to reorient us in in the story a little bit that we as believers, we believe that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And it's very easy for us to think of a loved one who has passed away and we can converse with them and talk with them. And somehow we feel like Mary is a stumbling block or is trying to steal away, you know, the limelight from Jesus, because maybe that's an impression that we've been given by someone else. I just want to invite you to just be open to being introduced to her in a new way, not by us necessarily, but just by Jesus, that he wants to introduce us to his mother, to have a relationship with her. She's a real person. When I hear that quote, I mean, I'm struck by the beauty, the beauty of the words, but also the beauty of the reality of what happened. You know, I don't think we often go back to the beginning and really understand the rupture that occurred enough to understand the beauty of what happened when Mary gave her yes. To visualize her womb as a garden is just something so incredibly beautiful. I'm excited to dive into this topic today. How about for you, Michelle? I think it's very uh, just apropos for what is going on personally with me. So I love the whole topic. I said, like I said before in the previous podcast, like, this has come out of prayer, this even our series for this, you know, our collective and personal prayers and just making Mary more tangible and real. And even the whole concept actually was introduced to me by sister about even Mary's womb. And it's just the, the whole idea of womb has been huge for me this whole year. And so this is just like a culmination of it. But I think what I'm really finding it out like just in my own personal journey, and I think all of us are finding out in some way, shape or form in the year of 2020, Control is an illusion. Control is an illusion. We think we can have it. We think we can, you know, if I do this and this, then I can control this situation. I can control this outcome. I control, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Surrender is actually the reality. Uh, We can surrender, but we can't control. And I think Mary is just this model of saying, okay, I can surrender and we can surrender and not knowing what the outcome is going to be, but trusting that he is good Mm -hmm. in the whole process. Just, I don't know what he's doing, but I do know who he is. Just mantra for who Christ is in our lives and who the Father is in our lives. I think that Mary just does that beautifully. But like I said, we want her to come off a pedestal and we want her to be tangible and real and like her whole maternity to become real and personal in each of our lives is really our prayer for each and every one of us. What about you, sister? I just so honor what you both are sharing right now and Yes, women, I think we as women have many times a push-pull relationship with our own femininity and our own maternity. And Mm. it can be, like what you both are saying, it can be a place where we want to control or a place where we feel diminished or a place where we feel hopeless, or it can be a place that we don't trust or a place also where we find great life and great beauty as we continue to grow and and to learn. And 
I just thinking of that, you know, that journey for all of us and the, and the journey of the womb and this place, this beautiful place of life and growth and, and learning more about Mary, who she is as a person, which I think I've said many times over the years in our podcast that that growth has come from my own personal pain of going to a place to where I did not, I just didn't, I didn't know her and I had to know her. It came from a place of, you know, when I was an infant being in the womb myself and just having a deep intuition that I was, you know, detached from even there. And so the places where I think in our life, when we, we talked a bit about it last week about control and about these places of our life, what I'm learning more and more about myself when I'm trying to control something I'm ruminating about it or I'm fixated on it, what that usually is is indicative of an unhealed trauma. And that trauma isn't healed by me trying to figure it out and try to fix it or trying to find somebody who's going to quote unquote make it better. The trauma is healed by coming to a place of honesty and grief and openness and allowing those emotions to come forth and then allowing Jesus to reveal the truth. And I can't tell you how much truth that Mary has revealed and Jesus has revealed to me while in her womb. And that's something that I do every morning. Every I, I, every single morning, the first thing I do is I ask the Holy Spirit to place me in the womb of Mary. And I just ask for healing and restoration. And it just has been such a tremendous blessing and just the the reintegration of, of my own life as a woman and then my own life in relationships and how I see other women and how I see myself. Just It's such a profound thing. And I really... This is worth us pressing into. This is worth us going into the garden. This is worth all of the restoration work that it it takes because uh, living in her womb and living from that place uh, is priceless. It's 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 a master. She's a masterpiece. <laughs> mm-hmm. And God is all about restoration. You know that I think for some people they don't understand or maybe they haven't heard. You know the new Adam, the new Eve. This is all about restoration of what was lost. That Jesus is the new Adam, Mary is the new Eve, and it's a sign in a small way for us that He wants to restore us too. That the things that have been lost, the places where there is rupture within our own hearts, that God has provided every means for us to come to Him and to be restored. That He is the one who will restore us, and He can even now. Mm. That is. And I think that he is just, this is like Sister and Heather both said, that this is an invitation to more. Elizabeth comes and visits Mary in the visitation. Well, the Lord wants to come visit us. The Holy Spirit wants to come visit us in a powerful way this Advent. He wants to, like, you know, what does the Holy Spirit want to birth within you this Advent? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think one of the things that Sister said is a really good thing. Like, I think one of the things he wants us to allow to be nurtured by a, a mother And what does that look like? Where are the areas that we need to be nurtured? Where are the areas that we need a mother's love to come and nurture us? And where is the invitation? What does the Holy Spirit want to birth in us this Advent Mm -hmm. season? Because He's always doing something new. And a lot of times the, the church in her wisdom our spiritual lives reflect the liturgical season. So the liturgical season is Advent. So we are preparing for something. This is a time of preparation. So what does He want to prepare in our hearts to be birthed this Advent season? Is it a healing that needs to take place? Is it just coming to know the Lord in a different way, by a different character? Is it coming to know Mary and feeling like a maternal embrace? Like what is it that the Holy Spirit is doing? Because He's always doing something. He's always on the move and He's always doing something. Now we may not always perceive what He's doing, but he's always moving and he's always doing something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God could have come any which way that he wanted. He chose to come through this mm-hmm. young woman, Our Lady Mary. And so for us to press into even the places that are uncomfortable in our relationship with her or lack of relationship with her is a really good thing. 
because there is something, there is a treasure mm-hmm. to be found mm-hmm. there. He chose to come through her. We would not have Jesus in the flesh without mm-hmm. her. She is one to be honored and to looked at. She's pivotal in the whole entire story of our salvation. And so I'm just so grateful we're going into this topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in Carol Houselander, as we we alluded to earlier in her book, Read of God, she she picks up on what you both are saying so beautifully, and she says Christ must be born from every soul, formed in every life. If we had a picture of Our Lady's personality, we might be dazzled into thinking that only one sort of person could form Christ in himself, and we should miss the meaning of our own being. Nothing but things essential for us are revealed to us about the Mother of God, the fact that she was wed to the Holy Spirit and bore Christ into the world. Our crowning joy is that she did this as a layperson and through the ordinary daily life that we all live. Through natural love made supernatural, as the water at Cana was, at her request, turned into wine. <laughs> That's mm, such a good girl. That, just that, it makes my heart sing. That beauty of our crowning joy is that she did this as a layperson through the ordinary daily life that we all live. And can we just talk about the ordinary daily life that we all live? Mm-hmm. And Sometimes we do think that life only happens in these earth-shattering earthquake moments, and life does happen then, and many times we have major breakthroughs. But the path we've talked about before, the path to maturity, the path to true growth and authentic love and security, and ultimately, you know, say to live in purity, to be a live in self-gift, is the daily life. It's the ordinary daily life that is shockingly transformative if we allow it to, to do that for us. Mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, a talk by Francis Chan, who I love, oh, and he was talking about how often we view saints or or people like as holier than us, and we look and we go, well, I but I can't do that. I'm not like them. And I think we often do this with Our Lady. Yeah, but I'm not her. <laughs> she was sinless or whatever. They're, they're holy. Like, I can't do this. And he said, the moment that we do that, we reduce our life to mediocrity Mm -hmm. because we're never going for the best. We're never going for what's beyond. And, and these things, even for our lady, this is beyond her own capacity. It was because she was wed to the Holy spirit because she said her big yes to God, that amazing things happened. And I think that's the hope for us. There's an incredible amount of hope that comes through the story through our lady is that when we open wide the door to Christ, when we set aside our fear and we open wide the door, amazing things can happen, things way beyond our wildest imagination. I think one of the biggest lessons for me in the previous years is just to find the miraculous in the ordinary. You know, just to find the ordinary, how beautiful it is, and that is where the special things happen. Like, I'm a big dream girl, and I like the big things and all of that, but the Lord is showing me that the big dreams happen out of the everyday ordinary faithfulness and consistency, that that is where the big dreams come about. It is the everyday yeses lead up to the very big yes, and that now more than ever, I appreciate ordinary days just as much as I appreciate the big things or events or trips or whatever. I love the ordinary days. I love my feet, up, you know, like just brushing against the hardwood floors in my house. I love sitting on my front porch. I love, but that's taken a while. You know, it hasn't happened naturally to me. And I think what, sister, what you're saying in maturity, to find the beauty in the ordinary and to realize that it's here around us. And I know for a lot of us, especially when I've said this before, but when you're raising little kids, you feel like the mundane, especially in COVID, you feel like, okay, this is great. Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of 2020 has been Groundhog Day, feels like. 
But totally. guess what? His mercies are new every morning, and there's something beautiful to behold every day and in the ordinary. And that's mm-hmm. where he works. You know, that's where he spends the majority of our time. That's where the church spends the majority of time, you know, in ordinary time. Yes, we have Advent, which we're seasons we are now for preparation. Then you have Lent. But really, we spend the majority of time in ordinary time. And the, even the color in the liturgical year is green because that's the growing time. That's the mm-hmm. time where our hearts grow, where mm-hmm. our souls grow, and our spirits grow. So it's just the invitation of like, okay, where— what needs to grow right now in the ordinary? Where do we need to say yes to the ordinary? Like I was telling the girls earlier today, I was watching my neighbor's twins and like I had a to-do list that was significant, but you know what? Every day my to-do list is significant. You know, it doesn't change. There's a lot of things going on, but I knew that was more important. And it was just as good for my soul to just hold babies Mm. and just take them for a walk. And the weather was beautiful. And they both, and just to watch their smiles. And, and I was thinking about this because I didn't stop to savor this as much as I should when mine were little, because I had so many children back to back and, you know, you're like, just get me to nap time. Just get me to bedtime. (laughs) Yeah. That's the finish line, you know? And so I didn't savor as much as I should. And I was telling Chris, man, we're going to make great grandparents. But, <laughs> you know, but it's that part. It's the ordinary, savor the ordinary and see where the Holy Spirit is working in all those different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's especially when we uh, allow ourselves to put on almost like the lens of kingdom. Mm. You know, when we lift our eyes, we've been talking about this a lot, when we lift our eyes, that is when the ordinary becomes extraordinary. We start to see the fingerprints of God all throughout our day. Little beautiful things start to stand out. They jump out. And this is something that I've really worked on cultivating. Mm. Not that I see everything, but I do see a lot more than I used to. This is like a muscle that you can grow. And I think part of it grows through gratitude, just like expressing gratitude, looking for things to be grateful for. And it's something that then I've also been able to cultivate in our children, Mm -hmm. you know, because you you model it and you start to point it out. Like, did you see that? Did you look at the Mm -hmm. sunrise this morning? Did you see this? Like, oh my gosh, look at the bubbles there and look at the rainbows and the bubbles, like how cool. And you just start to notice when you allow yourself to lift your eyes to a kingdom type of living. Mm -hmm. And that is really like a tremendous change of perspective that we can have in the day to day. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I think we can ask from the Lord Mm -hmm. to give us. Yes. And what you both really are talking about, it reminds me of two things. It reminds me of being like a child and little children. Remember, I were, you know, we're, you, we're old enough to remember life before internet and we had no cell phones. Mm. And you know, I don't know about you guys, but my mom, my mom, my mom would kick us out and be like, go outside and play. Like you're not watching TV, go outside and play. And mm-hmm. as little kids, you, you just, you, you make up games, you play dress up, you play Barbies, you play slip inside you. And there's something about the day-to-day life, especially in the summertime. And you just wake up and you're sitting on the front porch and you know, you're dirty because you haven't showered in like a week. <laughs> it's just like, that's the day-to-day life. And mm-hmm. you might look forward to the weekend when you can have a friend over something or you're with a New York sleep or whatever that is. But there was just something that, oh yeah, here's what I'm doing today. And you know, here's what happened today. Or we, we hiked down to the river. We, and that was the day it was, it, it, there, I think there's something about that. That's just the simple being that is something so childlike in us that it's, I'm all, please believe me, I'm very type A. I'm all about production and about achieving, but it's, it's, it's something so much beyond that. So much beyond that. And it just makes me think also of even this say this the story of being in the womb, this place of the most vulnerable place we will probably ever be in our life, the most vulnerable place, the most quote unquote defenseless place, and the place where ideally, ideally we are loved and cared for, and to think that every single one of us had stories told about us before we were even born, 
There, there are stories that were spoken over us even while we're in the womb. And some of us had beautiful stories. Some of us had sorrowful stories. But I can't tell you how many times I have just placed myself in the womb of Mary and just watched Mary place her hands on her womb and watched Joseph place his hands on her womb and just delight over me and just speak beautiful words of affirmation. We can't wait to see you. You're so good. You're so beautiful. We can't wait to see you. And and that, to the best of my knowledge, was not my lived experience on earth. You know, And there's something so vulnerable about that and also something incredibly healing because that is the ultimate truth that every single one of us listening to this right now is rejoiced over by God and we're meant to be here. We are meant to be here no matter the circumstance of our conception, no matter where mom and dad were ready or not. Whatever that story is, that Mary and Joseph love, love to delight over us and to reveal the Father's love for us because that's what they do. They only speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I mean, I don't think I know that's beautiful. And just putting ourselves in that position, I think for me, it just this has been a year of allowing Mary to mother me in the little places mm-hmm. and not to shrink back from the little places, but to hold her hand and go mm. through the little places and to not only hold her hand, but just allow her to mother me, you know, and nurture me in ways that I was not and not blaming my earthly mother. Just, just that's human life. That's just human life. You know, all of us on this mm-hmm. side of, you know, heaven, just areas that I needed to go back areas that I have not been tender with myself are areas that need to be nurtured. I think a lot of times we as women, we give so much. We give and we give and we give to the detriment sometimes yeah. of our own person because we don't self-possess our own selves. We don't know ourselves well. We don't fill ourselves mm-hmm. up. We don't give out of overflow. We give out of lack. You know, We don't give out being filled up with the Holy Spirit. We give yeah. out of just ought to, should to, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And so I just think allowing ourselves to just sit with Mary, you know, and have her and invite her into the ways that we need to be nurtured again. You know, where is, you know, a lot of us as women, we take care of everybody else. Who takes care of us is the question. And that's what she's wanting to do. Let me Mm -hmm. help me take Mm -hmm. care of you. Allow me to take care of Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's a wonderful model of, of trust. You know, Uh, I think about when she said, when the angel came to her and she said, how, how can this be? You know, she wasn't questioning God, like, what are you doing and when? And like, tell me all the details. She's just like, how are you going to do it? Like, how how can this be? And I think oftentimes, like, we want to know all the answers to all the questions about what God is going to do before he does it. And she says, even in the midst of her fear, concern, whatever, she just says yes. And that's her littleness. Like, she's modeling it for us. She's not like, hey, look at me. You know, I'm so great. I got it all together. She's modeling what it's like to be little and what it's like to trust. And for me, that's that's every day for me. You know, every day for me, I'm learning to trust. Every day for me, I have so many things rolling around in my mind and I'm learning from her. Sometimes I just need to say yes, where all the questions might still linger. Mm-hmm. I just need to say, yes, I'm going to choose to trust you, Lord, mm-hmm. because I, I cannot figure this out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really the that's the that's the fullness of the human heart. And I, and what you're both saying, she's modeling to us. She's she's healing us. She's she's teaching us. She's forming us. She's shaping us. She's bringing us to herself. And she's so soft and just so tender and kind and and strong and beautiful. And she's mothering us. And she's also she's also as Bishop Fulton Sheen says in his book, The World's First Love. You know, she's she's everything we want to be. <laughs> she. 
fully, you know, fully trusting, fully kind, fully how she gives the gift of herself, um, fully receptive, fully. And in our hearts, you know, we often, because we live on this side of heaven and, and we have areas of woundedness and sin and brokenness, we have just deep barriers to loving and to receiving and to giving. But she's, like you're saying so lovely, Heather, she's teaching us how to be human. She's teaching us what it means to truly give the gift of ourself and not in a, in a, like a, saccharine kind of diminished way. She's teaching us really what it means to live life to the full. That That's her heart is to bring us to her son and she's teaching us how to be human. <laughs> and I think that's what she wants to do for each and every one of us. Teaches us like go into those little places, mm-hmm. but teach us how to be human and teach us how to be human yeah. fully alive yes. and human. And I think that is... Like we've said before, we throw that catchphrase of you know around Saint Irenaeus, you know the glory of God is man fully alive. We've said it a couple of times, even on the podcast that we throw that phrase around. But what does it mean? What does it mean to be human in all its forms? And I think right now, especially where things are very polarized and there's a lot of division and there's just a lot of things that are bombarding our world that go against us living fully human, fully communion lives. You know, and I think yeah. Mary is one of the catalysts that brings us into full communion with the Trinity. There she is. Like, and so it shows us how, you know, I love the scene from the Passion, the movie with Jim Caviezel, where he's splashing water on her and she, he's laughing. And I just love, even love the scene where, you know, he's carrying her cross and she envisions him as a little boy. And so like, we forget Mm -hmm. those parts. We forget the hidden life parts in Nazareth. We forget all of these parts, but they were full of dinner around the table and laughing and playing and being fully human. And I think that's just such an invitation right now for Mary to birth in us. Like, what does it mean to be human? And do we even know, like I was asking my children the other day, like Mm -hmm. what, you know, we were talking about play. And so that's been a big thing because I'm just learning how to play well. And that it doesn't come natural to me, which it used to be very natural to me and has lost it. And so, but what, why? Like, and asking the deeper questions, why? But just asking also the Holy Spirit to teach me how to play. Just come teach me. Like, you're the teacher of all things. So teach me how to play. Mm-hmm. And this is where you invite the Holy Spirit in and you said, all right, Mary, grab my hand, show me how to play. How did you play? You know? And this mm-hmm. is where it's the beauty of our faith. And like Heather was saying at the very beginning, man, I think we're going to be amazed when we get to heaven and see how thin the veil was between heaven and earth Mm -hmm. and how the communion of saints and how Mary and how the Trinity, like how thin that veil was and that they were there and they were so close. So they are cheering us on. And right now I know a lot of people feel alone. A lot of people feel lonely, but you have this great cloud of witnesses and you have this heavenly mother and then you have this Trinity that is obsessed with you. Literally, all of them are obsessed with us, you know, because they love us because we are all made it. We're image bearers of the Lord. And so she is just allowing us to reflect that image in more in more Christ-like ways. And that is what mm-hmm. her role in our lives in a lot of ways. Yeah. She wants us to experience mm-hmm. communion. She wants us to be the fullness of who we are. And she was able to experience that communion like no other, you know, on this earth. And yet at the same time, like how often do we miss it when we go to mass is not the same thing Mm -hmm. occurring? Like, are we not welcoming the body of Christ into our own bodies? Like these, these deep, deep revelations of like, oh, well, I'm not like Mary. You know, I sin, I do this, I da 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 da. And it's like, God has made a way for, to be with us, to communion, to commune with us in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our wayward heart, you know, he, he comes to us. And if we would, but lift our eyes to the kingdom, you know, to have that kingdom perspective, 
to know how powerful that mm-hmm. is, that the living God lives within us. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. goodness, you know, we actually are more similar to Mary than we would ever even consider. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the quote, the second quote from Carol Hauslander that we have here, and it, she's saying that very thing. She said, Mary, Mary is not wearied with our littleness. Her smile comes down to us like a benediction through the sea of flickering candles, and she blesses our wild flowers withering at her feet. For each one of us is another Christ. Each one to Mary is her only child. It is therefore not tedious to her to hear the trifles that we tell her, to look at the bruises that we bring to her, and seeing our wound of sin to heal it. And that's what a mama does. A mama's tender communion, tender communion and our Lady's tender, most holy communion, <laughs> bringing us into these places. And I, I just wonder where this Advent, where maybe she would just like to invite us into her womb. And maybe that might seem even just gross to some of us or just so uncomfortable or so, and maybe we could just have a conversation with her about that and, or ask for the grace, just for the willingness to be willing, or just to explore that part of our heart, you know, whatever that is, or maybe we've been looking for a place to rest for a long time a safe place where we can put all of our weight in a place that will quote unquote bear our weight. And she, she loves to bear our weight. Mm. (laughs) So she does. And she sings her voice. She sings over us. Her voice is so beautiful. So beautiful how she sings. It's like the birth of music itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and for us to, yeah. And for us to be able to see her womb, like through a spiritual Mm -hmm. lens, like I keep talking about this, this kingdom perspective, like, Deep within our hearts, so many of us have felt afraid, abandoned. We don't have a safe place. There's lots of areas where we have this. You may not have felt it in your home, but maybe you did. Maybe you feel it now. Maybe you feel this in certain relationships that you have. And so in a spiritual sense, like as Sister Miriam's talking about being Mm -hmm. in the womb of Mary, and you might be like, what are you talking Mm -hmm. about? Like this is like way beyond where I'm at, or this just sounds weird or whatever. Use it as a spiritual analogy that spiritually you are you place yourself into the security and safety mm-hmm. of a home where you are being nurtured and fed, where you don't have to do anything, you don't have to provide, where everything is provided for you, where there's warmth and love and generosity, mm-hmm. and it's just being surrounding you in that. And so I, I hope that um, for those of you who are hearing this and something is stirring in your heart, that you will take some time to just meditate and reflect and place yourself there. Amen. It is home indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my dear friends, shall we offer our one things to our listeners this week? Michelle, would you like to offer your one thing? My one thing is actually just like I said before, is new like little babies, just being able to hold babies. And so <laughs> I love that my neighbor has twins and they are, oh gosh, I don't even know, a couple months old. But I love that I can love them and just delight in them and listen to them laugh and hold them and kiss them. And then I don't have to get up in the middle of the night with them. <laughs> and so, but no, just there's something about little ones. They just put everything in perspective. So you know, awesome. It is. It's just amazing. Yeah. You sent that picture of those little babies. I was like, oh, part of me is so jealous. I'm like, I love I the know. babies. Oh, they're the so babies. sweet. So that know. is my one thing. Mm. My one thing is another recipe. You can tell we've been Ooh. cooking a lot at our house. Bring it. <laughs> 
and it's a recipe. Get it, girl. Yeah, I know my friend made it. She's a wonderful cook. Uh, she's of the cookie of the of the pumpkin uh, chocolate chip cookie uh, origin. She made a recipe last. She's got a text thread on with her family that talks about like all the best recipes, and so she made us a lentil red curry soup last night with chickpeas and it was super wow. super yummy Ooh. yeah so i think maybe a lot of us are in the mood for soup and so i'll just throw that episode or that recipe out there for you a lentil red curry soup which you might like it's really super yummy a little cilantro a little lime on it I'm telling you it's good stuff mm. mm-hmm. i love mm-hmm. having veggie options too yes because we're mm-hmm. like all about the chicken like let's just go chicken <laughs> chicken chicken and it's really uh, yeah i would love to get into like regular just vegetarian meals to just mm-hmm. cut down on the meat intake you know mm-hmm, what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway <laughs> what about you girl heather okay so so recently uh my husband jake and i had the pleasure of attending a marriage retreat online and it was from john paul ii healing center Ooh. you've heard that before because this is dr bob's ministry dr bob shoots and Oh my goodness. You know, like I knew it was going to be good and I know Dr. Bob so well and I he does this podcast with my husband, Restore the Glory. So I'm like listening, you know, to what he says all the time. But honestly, I was just not prepared for how the Holy Spirit was going to use him with this particular topic. He mm-hmm. is so incredibly anointed and the message that he has to share and just how he teaches, it's like hitting you on such a personal level, but he's also just displaying the beauty of the church in what we believe about marriage and the beauty of marriage. So if you have an opportunity to attend one of these retreats and even online, because it wasn't hard to attend it online, it actually translated so well and it Mm -hmm. felt like we were on retreat. You can go check it out on their website, uh, jp2healingcenter.org. Look under their events. You might be able to find one there or at least sign up for their newsletter so you can hear about the next one coming. Mm -hmm. And the retreat is called Unveiled, right? Their marriage retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's called Unveiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, they do such. Oh, they do such great work. That's yeah. just like. Yeah. There's lots of other retreats there. Uh, obviously, yeah. you guys can check out. I recommend all of them. Actually. Mm-hmm. We recommend them all. <laughs> just sign up whole hog <laughs> if you want to do that. Like it's a southern thing. We just sign whole up whole hog. hog. Just, just spoken like a farm whole girl. Hog. You. G- <laughs> Your mom would be so proud right now. <laughs> that's my mother. That's that's Mrs. Heidland right there just coming through. So, <laughs> oh, anyway, dear listeners, we wish you uh, just a, a tender, a tender encounter with Our Lady this week, and the safety and security of her heart for you. Uh, that she would mother you in in a new way this week, and that you would find the truth of how delightful and lovely you are. So happy Advent as we continue on, and until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. 
There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.